1: Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Moreno and Stevie Nichol. Later on in the show, Mario Malkiel will be here to we'll be discussing. That fascinating Champions League draw, but we'll kick things off with something which is genuinely interesting, and that is Girona back to the top of La Liga table. They're in action on Monday, uh, taking on Alaves, a very comfortable win for Michel's side, winning by three goals to nil, and what that means, that they go back top, clear of Real Madrid. They are now nine points ahead of defending champions, Barcelona. Uh, Julien Laurent joins us. Um, we'll speak to Jules in a moment, but Stevie, when you think about these sort of matches, and you think about any sort of complacency or believing your own hype, this is a possible banana skin, isn't it, Alaves? Near Christmas, no problem though.
2: Well, obviously, the Girona players and coaching staff and everybody else weren't listening or thinking yep. that we thought. I mean, it was a comprehensive victory. And the, the one thing I had coming into this game in my head was right, they know that they have to win this game to go top of the league, and so. Every time they win, the expectation changes. And when the expectation changes and the pressure starts mounting up, can you produce the sort of football that you've been producing when it's under the radar? Yeah. Well, you could argue it's Alavis, but I'll tell you what, it was absolutely clinical, it was dominant, it was easy-peasy. I mean, just...
3: It looked like a team that could actually win this thing. That's exactly the point, isn't it, Ali? Uh, Absolutely. And just for a point of comparison, Alaves, the same Alaves team that we saw today, that Girona were so far superior, this same Alaves team went to Barcelona and scored within a minute and really took the game to Barcelona. And had they been better in front of goal, they should have won the match. Barcelona ends up coming back, wins the match 2-1. But just as a point of comparison, you cannot go... Girona is beating the teams that they're supposed to beat and doing so convincingly, with personality, with quality of play, with possession, scoring goals, creating opportunities, looking very solid in the back. And Barcelona, against this very same version of Alaves, is a struggle. It's a grind. Everything is hard work. And getting three points seems like such a distant thing for Barcelona, whereas for Girona, It's sort of second nature at this point. You look at the performance today, and I agree wholeheartedly with Stevie, looks like a team that is far better than most other teams in La Liga. That was the sort of quality of performance that we saw today. It wasn't about the pressure. It was so much more about their quality of play and their belief in what they're doing and the plan that Mitchell, the manager, is putting out on the field. Right then, Jules. Let's try and keep it simple, shall we? If you had to bet now, who's
1: finishing higher? Girona or Barcelona?
4: Oh, that's tough. Girona. They've got two games to go before we reach the halfway point of the season. They could be 50. And the, the next two games are Betis away and then Atletico at home. So then they, they're tough games. But still, 50, 50 points halfway through the season, that's what Atletico when they were champions. It's incredible, really. Can they keep it up? I think they can keep. Barça could improve enough to catch them and things like that. So I will. Right now, I'm so disappointed by what I see from Barcelona overall. Even if the game at the weekend was not too bad, in the end they dropped two more points. So I would say that you know what? I think Girona would probably finish higher up now.
3: Do you agree? Well, you just can't go in a different direction. Girona just destroyed Barcelona Mm -hmm. last weekend. So it's, it's hard to overlook that. It's hard to, to kind of think of historically what Barcelona has been and then somehow contrast to what they are now and what we saw between Girona and Barcelona. Girona going to Barcelona and beating Barcelona, and rightfully so. You have to say, based on the evidence in front of us, not on history, not on talent, not on paper, but what we see in front of us, you have to say that Girona looks like a team that has an identity, that has a plan in place and is able to execute that plan. With all of that in mind, yeah, I picked Girona right now over Barcelona. You have to. From what we see, you have to do it.
2: I mean, it's nine points now. Yes. And quite honestly, I, I, would, I would, if I was to predict, I would predict that Girona definitely wins at the weekend. And I'm not sure that Barcelona can win. So there's another two points. So now we're talking about 11
1: points. Yeah. I mean, so you got to go with Girona. It's crazy, isn't it? Nice. It's absolutely crazy, but it's fantastic as well at the same. If you take a look at the title odds overall, uh, Real Madrid remain favourites, but Girona, of course, with that victory, are now nine to two. This is a team we're going to hear this a lot. I know, but ten thousand to one at the start of the season to win. Barcelona at nine to one. Uh, Atletico Madrid at twelve to one. Uh, is Jules back with us? Have we got, Jules, the connections back? Okay, Jules. All right, say you'd put $100 on at 10,000 to one, yeah? If I was to offer you now, (laughs) so that would win you $100,000. If I was to offer you $10,000, would you give me that ticket?
4: I mean, again, I think they have been amazing in this first half of the we season. We said they are on course for a 50-point halfway halfway season, which is incredible. And they don't have European competition, of course. And if they're clever in the transfer market in January, Pei, Guardiola and all that team are going to invest a little bit there and there to just strengthen that squad. Michel is doing a great job. The momentum is great. They have no injuries or not not much injuries at all. So... I think they can really go all the way and push Real Madrid, especially Atletico, maybe Barca, I know. I think we can all agree to that now. But could there still be Real Madrid to it? I'm just not sure. I, I just think this Real Madrid side, even without all the players that they have missing, no Vinicius, yeah. no Courtois, no Militao, no Alaba on top of it, I still think that Real Madrid will do it. So I'll probably, so yeah, you'd, I'll probably be you'd sell it. not believing right now that they're going to win the title. I'll take the ticket.
1: Because, as Jules rightly says, the issue that, Real, well, issue that the chasing pack have, Barcelona have got their problems. Mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid cannot do anything away from home. Mm-hmm. And Real Madrid are bare bones and then some, especially at the back, David Alaba out. And obviously, they could reinforce in January. Mm. But it's difficult to see them continuing without picking up more injuries in the way
3: because they're going to be so stretched. Yeah, and look, if, if you're looking to make a case for Girona, all the signs point towards... You know what? This could happen. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to see it happen this way, which is injuries for Real Madrid and, and, and how stretched they become. But you can see the signs. And, and, and you don't have to look too far to see the signs and, and, and figure out, you know what? I think it may just be possible. The issue is, it's Real Madrid. Sure. It's Real Madrid. And it's still Girona. And in the one game that we have seen them play against each other this season, Real Madrid went to Girona and really made a statement, a statement of being superior. A statement, But they've
1: uh, only got to play them one more time.
3: Yeah. And as a, after that defeat, they bounced back and put in a great run of four. Uh, well, they have. And Sidan, you don't have to convince me. I, I no. know this is possible. <laughs> I, I can see it. But it's, really, it's one thing to get myself to kind of put Barcelona to the side because, again, we have seen it on the field and the evidence is very strong against Barcelona because of their lack of consistency. But it's, it's hard to take that jump over Real Madrid because I think Real Madrid hasn't given us reasons to say they're falling apart. Sure. Actually, I can make the argument from the other side. With all their injuries, Real Madrid are still there. Well, since Vinicius Jr. got injured, and, they got better. And Vinny is coming back. And, and you assume that they're going to make some moves in the winter market and the transfer market because they have to defensively, they have to find other names that can play a role for them. Real Madrid is too much. And, I, and the pressure, which we cannot account for, and, and it's something that is not quantifiable, the pressure on Girona, mm-hmm. and Stevie alluded to it, once this becomes a realistic chance, once this becomes not, not, not a cute story, but a real story, How does Girona react? And we don't know how that reaction is going to be. We know how Real Madrid react under pressure. We don't know about Girona. Yeah, the stress. I mean,
2: but again, we can only go by what we're seeing on the field, though. At the end of the day, you know, we understand that when it comes closer to the end, the the stress, because it's basically stress. But the way this team plays, they play without any stress. Right. It doesn't matter the opposition or the situation. They knock it around and get it about. And it's all, you know, they're not relying on... Klopp, rock and roll, closing people down at 100 miles an hour or, or sitting on the edge of their box, defending for their lives like Man United against Liverpool. They just have a way of playing that seems stress-free. And if you can play stress-free, when it comes to the big moments, then you're more likely to execute. I mean, again, I'm, I'm the same. I'm not ready to have them jumping over Real Madrid. Mm. i tell you what, I'm not far off.
1: Jules, um, Ali mentioned it. How active do you expect Real Madrid to be then in the market in January, considering the injuries, especially at the back? A centre back would be a priority. I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if Sergio Ramos went back oh. after apologising to Sevilla and then turning his back on them to return to Real? Madrid. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go for Jurunno, <laughs> <be> tears galore. <laughs> but you, 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 you take a look at this. Was the obviously the injury list uh, bef- well, with Alaba involved as well? Jules, they need they need defence reinforcements, don't they? In January, it's not it's not a debate.
4: Yeah, for sure, and they know it. They will go for it. I believe they already had meeting about it. Uh, It was already, even before the Alaba injury, a a question mark within the club about strengthening in January defensively. Now that he's out. A big blow for him, for the team, of course, for the club. They will definitely go there. You could look into the into the 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 reserve team of course into the youth team but this this is such as we've been saying not just for the title race against girona and maybe atletico but also in the champions league it's it's a it's a priority so someone like scalvini who they really like who will be expensive of course at Atalanta, who is a wonderful young player they might go for youth so even when alaba comes back and milito comes back you still have a bit of time to to make that young player improve and then the partnership of the future is a Militao and this new, younger player, for example. But I think they are ready to go anywhere as long as it's a, a good, solid defender that can come in straight away and have a positive impact on the team. So I don't think that they've decided yet on the budget and the money. It would really be much of like, where are we going to go and, and how much those players cost, depending on age, experience, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But for sure, one defender will come, maybe even two, to be fair.
2: How about... How about... I mean, I guess this is for Jules. Would somebody like Thiago Silva be out of the question?
4: No, I don't think, for so, somebody Stevie, I think so,
2: Stevie. Sorry, yeah, you'd only... You're, if, I mean, considering who's injured and you, you obviously want them back and you think you're going to get them back, you know, they're not going to go and spend crazy money on somebody. Mm. Are they going to take a chance on a kid? Or how about you get Thiago Silva, who you know for six months could be the perfect answer. Maybe can't do the 100 metres in 10 seconds, but I'll tell you what, everyone else about his game, I think is perfect for Real Madrid.
3: Jose.
4: Yeah, I think there's clearly two options here. Either you go for that kind of experience on a short-term deal, which players of a certain age will accept is playing for Real Madrid. It's a dream. Everybody dreams to play for them, especially on a very positive season like this one looks, looks like to be, or you go for younger Probably more expensive on a longer contract. And like I said before, you almost prepare the the, the future partnership will be at the Militaro and this younger player, and not so much Rudiger and Alaba, who are obviously older now, then, then those two. It's it really depends. I think it depends, TV. It's a really good question. It depends a lot on who, availability of course as always would you go and spend I don't know 60 million and 70 on Scalvini I'm not so sure if you can get a kind of a stopgap option I don't don't mean it in a bad way like a Thiago Mm. Silva for example with that kind of experience maybe that's what they would rather do
1: does that, make, does that make
3: sense, Sam? Well, from Thiago Silva's perspective, yes! Yes! <laughs> please! Come and get me! Please! Uh, yes, and I actually do think that the profile of Thiago Silva is far more likely than the profile of a younger player. Because Antonio Rudiger, for all the qualities that he has as a defender, you need, him, you need somebody next to him that can direct. Right. He's, he's about instinct, he's about physicality, he's about fight, but you need somebody who says, hey, 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 Antonio, Antonio, don't get crazy. Come over here. Right. Right? We, don't, we need a little bit more experience. And because he's targeting, he has that gravitas as
1: well, so uh, there's no
3: uh, problem. Uh, yep. Absolutely, and it, it's, a, it's a profile of a player that can organize, can still defend, can still cover passing gaps, but if you need somebody to run, he's got Rudiger next to right. him who can run. That, I think, makes a lot of sense. I tell you, if this deal happens, we should have get some yeah. commission on it. Yes. yes, yes.
2: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we. Me.
1: What, what do we mean we? What's this we part? We? <laughs> we all supported you, Stephen. <laughs> I'll buy me? you paint. All right, <laughs> right, well, that'll be a first. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores, this was all in the press, wasn't it, at the weekend. It was confirmed today that he is the new coach of uh, Sevilla. Uh, he's had quite the career, hasn't he, on the bench when you take a look at his <laughs> resume. Uh, he's in Sevilla for now. Uh, of course, it has not been a good season for them up to this moment. In La Liga then, just a reminder of the team that he's taken over. Sevilla currently sitting just above the relegation zone. Action then continues all this week. On Tuesday, Atletico Madrid against Getafe. Sevilla's first game under Quique Sanchez-Flores away against Granada. And on Wednesday, Barca trying to turn the ship around. They're at home against Almeria. And then Thursday, we'll see Real Madrid away against Alaves. They could go into that game well behind Girona as they're seeing Seville away against Real
2: Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right then. <laughs> <sighs> the round of 16 draw is normally quite an exciting moment, <sighs> but really, this is, it's almost as if, like, kind of March Madness esque, yeah. that the teams were seeded 1 to 16, and then obviously they were with uh, their counter opponent. Because you take a look at this, and you could pretty much uh, sum that out quite nicely. They all look very one sided uh, as you go down. Obviously, I suppose Napoli, Barcelona, we'll talk about a couple of the games. Um, Jules and, and Mario. Are uh, uh, with us. Mario, what a terrible draw. I'm going to blame you. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it, it you, you look at this, and obviously, we can be stoic and kind of like a bit pessimistic about it all, but this is not great. No. No,
3: right, good. Okay, okay right. well, it is great, though. Okay. It, it is great from a different perspective. If, if the next round if the you, next that's round. right, yes. if everything goes the way that <laughs> yes. we're thinking, yes. then the quarterfinals. Let me tell you, okay. that's going to be special.
1: All right, then uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's, shall we talk about Napoli and Barcelona? Sure. That's, uh, that, that is the one game. Well, these, this is the champion of Spain against the champion of Italy. But, but both are in a, a bit of a mess. Aye. so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, but it's the only game, really. I think that you couldn't, with in all honesty, hang your hat on a winner. If that's the best way to put it. Yeah. So, this is what makes it so attractive. The history of Barcelona, obviously, the quality that Napoli showed last year. I mean, the attacking football was off the charts. Not this year, as we can say the same for Barcelona. Mm. So, that's why it kind of makes it interesting, because we just don't know what we're going to get.
1: Yeah, I suppose the thing is, uh, Jules, isn't it? Barcelona, we talked about it a lot at the weekend, are not taking their chances. By the time February rolls around, you'd hope maybe they've sorted that out, sorted their defensive frailties out. But you could, I suppose, argue the same for Napoli.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. I th- you would expect Barca to improve. I mean, it, it can't be worse than it is now, to be fair, in terms of defensive mistakes that we've seen them making week after week and offensively not taking the chances. So you would expect that side to, to improve. And then for Napoli, Wattemar Mazzari has only been in the job, really, for a few few games. And it's had a really tough start of his of his stint as a manager after Rudy Garcia so by February comes February you would expect his Napoli side to, to have improved as well so this is a 50-51 I think I really like that tie because I think it's going to be really really interesting obviously you've got the Ozyman and Varaskelia you've got Joel Felix and Lewandowski so you've got pretty much everywhere some really interesting matchups within the two teams defensively against some really good players going forward for either team so I think, I think it's going to be good but yeah you're right it's just Again, it's early to get excited because in two months' time it could be a very different picture than what we know today about those two teams.
1: Meanwhile, regular listeners to the uh, Gab and Jules podcast would have heard you crying about Real Sociedad. Come on, George, you're PSG.
4: I didn't cry. (laughs) You saw me. No, no, listen, it could have been worse. It could have been worse, right? Of course, you don't want to play City, Bayern at this stage. I just said, I, just said I, I really like this Real Sociedad team. For me, they were the best team in the group stage of the Champions League. They played the best football against Inter, Benfica and, and Salzburg. I know they're only six in La Liga. I think the, uh, the Champions League has impacted massively on what they did domestically. I think they, at times, struggle a bit to play every three days. They've had injuries as well. They like a a very clinical, efficient goal scorer for sure, but they've got so much talent and I just love the way they play, the way they press, the intensity, the way they move the ball as well is great. I think if Japan go all the way, or at least to the final of the Asian Cup, Mm. Kubo is probably going to miss because the final of that is on February 10th and the first leg is February 14th. So it's only four days between the final of the Asian Cup and this first leg. And without Kubo, it's not the same. But that's what I was saying. I just really like this Ralph Sociedad team, and I just don't think it's an easy, straightforward, big win for PSG. A PSG team that, again, Luis Enrique expect to be better in two months, but right now, it's not very good, let's be honest.
1: So, I a fighter's chance?
3: I think they do because of their ability to hang on to the ball. They can pass the ball really well through the midfield and in the attacking third. Now, the point that Jules make is well taken, that scoring goals is not their strength. But in terms of that possession, if you can exploit an area where PSG struggles, it's having numbers in the midfield and numbers in transition through the midfield. And when you expose PSG in those moments of transition and you expose their inability to defend long periods of possession, then you're going to give yourself an opportunity. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised as to how good Real Sociedad are in possession of the ball and how willing they are to press higher up the field. If PSG are not playing at a high level come February, they may find themselves in trouble. Uh, meanwhile, we asked
1: Mario which tie he was looking forward to the most. And uh, Mario, you've gone with Leipzig, Real Madrid. What happened?
5: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, uh, when you go to a team like, like Madrid, everybody knows, you guys already talked about it, you know, for the ones that are always bringing in curious or surprise. But I think Leipzig is playing some good football. I think if you look in Germany, the way they play, of course, you've got Simons there you understand, one of the Dutch boys, and, you know, like, this kind of thing. For me, the key thing, you know, know, Penda is also one. Those two guys were in Holland, so that's why it's also different, because they're more highlighted, we get more uh, information regarding what they're producing, and I felt like also when I watch them this weekend, the way they play, those guys are very creative. When they go against a, a side like Real Madrid, you guys stepped into the defensive side of them, the injuries that are coming, you understand, seeing an Alba coming off, you know, over the weekend, it's going to make it, I don't want to say it's going to be easier for Leipzig because they have so much trouble at the back. But they first have to settle, make sure they put someone in. You know, the, the, the thing what they're talking about is like, who's going to fill those positions? That is the biggest question what Real Madrid has. Regardless if they are, look, they are definitely the favorites and they can handle this pressure. But Leipzig is a team, they play so, you know, like free spirit. In the sense of, like, they have nothing to lose. And sometimes when you go into games and play Champions League, when you have nothing to lose, those are the best games you can play in.
1: Uh, Just a reminder, Leipzig in midweek action. Full programme matches for you on ESPN Plus by Leverkusen. Looking to remain top of the table before the end of the winter break. Isn't there a German word for that, Annie? I, I do not know it in oh, German. Oh, no. no bring, bring in Derek Ray. Come on, Alice. I don't yourself. have the give pronunciation you, for give that. Give yourself a shake. Lifesick away against Verdebrand. <laughs> the Bre- Hinterrunde.
3: There you go. There it is. Oh. That's it. Take that! Someone just told him. Yeah, no, so no, yeah. nobody told me. I remember uh, <laughs> my classes with Derek. Uh, then
1: on Wednesday is by Leverkusen against yeah, i by Munich in action as well. Those two games running concurrently on ESPN Plus. For a lot more of Jules crying, be sure to check out the latest edition of the Gavin Jules <laughs> podcast. That is available now.
0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: Right then, more on the big oh. game that we saw. Don't make that noise, Ali. It was very tactically fascinating. Uh, Liverpool Nil. There was no uh, <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool nil. Manchester United oh, nil. No. Here's Ten Hag.
5: Yeah, very proud of this team and uh, we should do this more often. Uh, I said this for instance, uh, Newcastle was also a tough game and there we, we make one mistake and we switching off and you concede goal uh, but when you stay in the game and uh, when you are disciplined in your game plan then finally it's open, it opens up and then you can take your chances and so if we bring this every game on the pitch uh, then first of all we are a hard team to beat but from that point, we can go and win games and also big games.
1: Jules and Mario with us. Mario, obviously people go say there. well, you know, United just went there and parked the bus. They were looking for a draw. How difficult defensively is that to actually put into practice at a place like Anfield?
5: It's very difficult. I think when you go into the stadium, I think, uh, you know, for Steve, it's probably easier to to understand this. But when you come in as an opponent, eh, like, you know, like people that play for Liverpool have a different feeling than the ones that come to Liverpool. Like for myself, coming in to that stadium, the noise and everything that gets you, gives you real goosebumps. Like we can talk about stadiums, but that stadium is special. So you come on, you know that the fans are gonna stand behind them. Then you know you're gonna play a game. This is a this is a game. We don't call it the derby, but it's one of the biggest games in England. So this game kicks off. Ten Hag knows he's, he's in 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 the dispute, right? Because people are always watching him really closely and like what's going on at that. He knew that going to Liverpool, the chances of him winning this game was very very small. So the only thing he was now preparing, what we are not used to, and even including myself seeing them sit back. If your striker is playing as a midfielder and it's almost your midfielders are getting tired by br- hitting on the break and going forward like I'm a Matamenei I saw him breathing and like in a way, not of chasing the ball or controlling the tempo of the game, but more like winning balls back. And Heuberg, like Hojland, he- I mean, wh- when he got the opportunity, he had a moment. When he could really implement his... He hasn't scored yet in England, but he had a chance in the game where he could make the difference because his team was just biding out time. Every time holding the ball at the back, Onana was, you know, holding the time or playing it from the back and just killing time. And it started too early for me. But tactically, you know, even if you don't like the game like that, I can understand people that that are watching the game... Oh, no, you don't want to watch that. But for the people that have been in situation, like including myself, they held down, they waited, they had opportunity, of course. Diaz moment when they made a tackle, you know, everybody flew in front of him to to block the shot. But they stayed, and then the handball of um, Shaw. When the ball hits his hands, instead of like him going to the ball, so he didn't give the penalty for that. But just as a game watching, I think um, Liverpool was always in the upper hand, and I think they must be frustrated because they felt like we wanted to play, and Man United was had a totally different tactic, and that tactic was you're not going to beat us no matter what.
1: There's also been reaction around amongst the Manchester United fans. Is it look? This is our only option because of what's been going on because the personnel we have. Or is it, come on, we're Manchester United, we've spent a billion pounds over the last few years, we've got to go there and we've got to try and go toe-to-toe with Liverpool?
4: I think a bit of both, Dan, really. Uh, I mean, some were happy with the point and in the situation that they were in, after the, the defeat against Bayern and finishing fourth in that group, the humiliation at home against Bournemouth. I think some can understand why you choose a very defensive approach and tactic to go and get a point. You played against Bayern not to lose the game when you had to win it to, to hope to continue in the Champions League. They were always going to play against Liverpool. And we said it with Stevie on, on Friday night, I think it was, we were together with Frank. We were, going to, we were saying that they were, we knew they were going to play defensively like that, to, not, not lose the, to play not to lose the game, not to win the game. Van Dijk said after the game, didn't he? You could feel the frustration in him that there was only one team that played to win. Which I agree with him, I don't really like it, but I can understand why Ten Hag chose that, that, that tactic before this game. There were other United fans who clearly said like, we, come on, we don't park the bus, this is, not, this is not what we do. And let's not forget that this Liverpool, see, this Liverpool team is not playing at its best yet. They, are, they haven't been great this season, they were, they were leaders of course, but without being exceptional. So as we saw in the Holland chance, there was maybe more for United to get had they been a bit more on the front foot, a bit more active, really, with the board and what they did. Let's not forget that in the first half, they just literally had nothing. They created no... Sh- just nothing. So I can understand the both sides of even United fans, and I can also understand Ten Hag tactics, although I, this, is not, this is not the kind of things I like.
1: You think but Liverpool obviously had all that success, Stevie, and then 30 years without winning the league. Uh, at what stage, as a fan, do you accept a big team, Manchester United, header in the same rut, putting in that sort of performance because they know, really, it's their only option. Right, now, That's when you accept it. When right. Listen, as a,
2: mm. as a coach, you have to do what you've got to do to, to get a result. I mean, that's just the plain facts. And if you're Manchester United manager and you're used to the and Fergie era, but you can't do it, then you can't try and do it. Right. You, they could not, in a million years, have gone to Liverpool... Uh, and I'm sure some Man United fans will still say, well, but we're Man United. But if you want to go and get beat four or five, then you go and, tr- go and try and win the game. And go and try and win the game with Johnny Evans at centre-back. No disrespect to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Fantastic player, but he's past his best. A bit disrespectful. So you've got to do what you've <laughs> got to do. And so it's a one-off. But I will say they're Manchester United and this has to be a one-off. Right. They can't turn up and start doing this everywhere. <laughs> I mean, he can't. No. No. And the problem, the problem is, when they turn up and don't do that, and they get you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ten Hag's Ten Hag's in a bit of a quandary because he more than anybody else will know if they open up, they'll lose goals. Yeah. So, what does he do? I can't. I can't wait to find out. But you're Man United, and at, and at the end of the day, you can't go everywhere to do that.
1: Right, Ali, away from Manchester United. Okay. What do we learn about Liverpool and their title credentials mm. within this game?
3: Well, for the first 10, 15 minutes of the match, you kind of go, all right, it's Anfield, it's the energy, it's intensity that you expect. Here we go, Manchester United are just barely hanging on. It's only a matter of time before Liverpool take over this game and win this game outright. And then they went flat, mm. really flat. Offensively, and I think what was most frustrating from a Liverpool perspective is the lack of movement ahead of the ball, the lack of activity ahead of the ball, and their inability to find vertical passes, penetrating passes. It's hard to see Liverpool passing the ball sideways and back as much as they did yesterday against Manchester United. Now, some of that credit to Manchester United and the way that they played defensively and the numbers that they had behind the ball, and their intention was to frustrate. But when Liverpool is playing with a different type of intensity and with movement ahead of the ball, with purpose ahead of the ball, they're difficult to deal with even if you put numbers behind the ball. That wasn't quite the case for Liverpool over the course of 90 minutes. It was for the first 10-15 minutes and then after that, now they're settling for long-distance shots, off-balance long-distance shots. In, I, I remember a, a, a play in particular in which uh, Luis Diaz is in a 1v1 situation with Diogo Dalo. Once they have broken through the initial pressure of Manchester United, and they actually found some space in transition. It's Luis Diaz on the left-hand side against Diogo Dalo. And most times, more times than not, you would find Luis Diaz getting around Diogo Dalo. And that was just an example of many situations in which you just didn't see enough Dynamic movement, enough fire, enough intensity, enough quality in the attack. But overall, just an, enough attitude about Liverpool that we come to expect, certainly at Anfield, that wasn't there for the most part in this game. Let's think about this rationally. In a shock move, a
2: team goes to Anfield, sticks 11 men behind the ball, and doesn't give in and away, and comes away with a point.
1: Do you think that's never, ever happened at Anfield? Well, it hasn't happened this season, has it? And, and I, I suppose right. that's and the that's thing. And
2: that's why... That, listen, if this, had, if this had been the third time this season this had happened, then I think you can turn around and start saying, well, there are signs of this, there are signs of that, there are signs of this. You can't use this one game but, to turn around and see where like all you even, the you, problems are. are even, I said yesterday that they didn't produce. Going forward, what I'm saying, which
1: is 100% correct. But, like, against Palace, you said as well. They were, they were by far the second-best team until yeah. the sending off. Like the, yeah, but the, it's a completely
2: is, different game, but they still managed well, to win well, the I'm game. Well, I'm just saying, and Jules brought yeah, it up,
1: Liverpool aren't at their best at I'm
2: the not, moment. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just now, saying... The problem
1: is you're going to lose Salah, aren't you? You're going to lose Endo. So it's like, going forward now, to my question that I asked Ali, how does what they've done yesterday... Affect your thoughts regarding the title chase? Doesn't, doesn't. I it doesn't affect anyone. Know, you, no. It's one game. That, okay, go on, Mario. You know,
5: also, you, you, you know, what you also like this. What what Stevie just said is, is, it doesn't happen all the time. But you also have to remember, this is this size of a game. I, I hope people understand this. This game doesn't get played like this. Normally, Man United comes there, regardless if they don't win the game or they're not in the best form, they go toe to toe with them. And this was a game that didn't. So it was a totally from the get-go when it started, regardless if you are a team with all the energy and all the fans behind you, you now face a team that kind of surprises you where they sit back, wait, and they did not care how beautiful they would play. While Man United normally is a team that will say, like, OK, let's go and let's, let's create goals or system or whatever. They didn't do all that. They didn't care. They just waited, and they just bought out the time and hoping that they could, you know, uh, get that goal from what I already highlighted from Hoyland. Uh, That's what they were hoping for. But for, for, for Liverpool, it was a different situation because they were at home, they were trying, but we didn't see the fluency what they normally have. I didn't see Salah as producing like he normally have because they were sitting, it was too much to break down for him. And Nunes was quiet too. Diaz had to pull a couple of moments to open things up. But that's what I'm saying. You know, the only danger that I saw from Salah and Nuna was when Salah put him in and put him right in front of the goal. But there wasn't a lot happening. But those games, just people have to understand, this game is so
2: big and it doesn't get played like this. That, I rarely see that. To, to your point about Palace... I think Klopp will have thought more about the Palace game. Yes. Than well,
1: he, this s- he game. said he said it, this it was, it, he said obviously it was nonsense what he said, but, but he said this performance was better than the seven 0
2: Yeah, but in terms in terms of Liverpool not being at their best, he will have he will have figured out more from the Palace situation. Then he will from this game. He won't take any from the He game. didn't mean that, did he? The
1: 7-0 comment. That's silly.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I, he I meant something. <laughs> what, whatever he meant. I'm just saying that. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just bringing that up now. No, always. you're just being, trying to be clever.
1: I'm not trying to be clever. I'm just well, saying well, that was a silly yeah, right. kind of. Well, <laughs> I, I
2: can't tell these days.
1: What? <laughs> I can't tell these days. Uh, now... What does the title odds say now after that Liverpool draw Manchester City draw and another Arsenal win? Let's take a look at how we have it now. This changes every week. Well, of course it does. It's exciting That's what you want. You want it changing (laughs) every week. absolutely. Arsenal 5-2, Liverpool 11-4, Aston Villa 14-1, Manchester City still remain favourites Jules Are you feeling better or worse off with your Arsenal hat on than you did this time last year where you had a bigger lead over Manchester City but you could argue that City weren't playing as they are now. Does that make sense? Yep.
4: Yeah, I think Arsenal fans have to be, have to like this more than last season. One, because they would have learned a lot from, like, Arsenal would have learned a lot from last season. Two, because a bit like Liverpool, this Arsenal team is top of the league but, still clearly has room for improvement which is the same for City by the way it's not just Liverpool and Arsenal Mm. City I think in a similar position but even if you're not playing at your best your Arsenal even if you still have things to sort out in your team like a Kai Havertz positioning slash form Martinelli maybe who's not as good as he was last season at this stage of the season for example Defensively you're solid Saliba is the best defender in the league right now You're even with the Ryan Ramsdale debate discussion all of that You're still top of the table and you were very impressive against a Brighton side that was Decimated by injuries and obviously clearly very tired with after the Europa League but still It was a very good win so of course you take this and you feel like you are in a better position now than you were maybe at this stage last season. Even if you were flying last season, there was a feeling that you also picked really early last season, which in the end turned out to be true, because when City kept winning and winning and winning, you stopped winning. So I think any Arsenal fans would take this now But knowing that the others are going to improve and going to get better, City and Liverpool, I think Villa are already at their best. I'm not sure they can play much better than that anyway. But for you, you need to improve. Certainly you do if you want to win this title, but you also know that Liverpool and City and maybe even the Spurs will keep going and will get better and better and better. So you will have to raise your game every time, starting by Saturday, of course, when you go to Liverpool. But I think Arsenal fans will will be quite happy with where they are right now, considering how the season has gone. Mario,
1: who, who in your opinion, is more likely to win the league? Arsenal or Liverpool?
5: (laughs) Mm. That's such a tough one. (laughs) Oh, man. After the weekend, I think you can give a better answer. But, um, yeah, this game is so beautiful to watch this weekend. Um, But I still think... um, I always question the character of Arsenal. And it's been there for years the last season, I was like, oh, they have to win it, you know, because of the, 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 the leading in, in the points difference. But, oh, Liverpool, man, they bounce back so well. So I might have to drop to the Liverpool
3: side. Where are you going, Ali? Well, I would say that I would, in, in regards to the question you, you asked, Jules, I would be more uncomfortable this season because Liverpool is in the picture this season where they weren't last year. It was Manchester City, and it was you, if you're Arsenal. Now there's another player in town. There's another team that could very well win it. And, and so when you have another competitor in the race, you may focus on Manchester City because they're the perceived favorites. And when Liverpool is over here saying, mm, how about us? We can win this thing. As it pertains to Liverpool and Arsenal, going into last weekend, I would have said Liverpool Clearly. Going into this weekend, I'm still saying Liverpool, but not as clear. Right. I I like Liverpool and the makeup of Liverpool. And I think the context of and the history of recent success for Liverpool much more so than I do Arsenal. This game's going to be awesome. Yes,
1: Yes. it should be. Of course, uh, next in the Premier League for them. Just a word on Manchester City, Mario. Why can't yeah. they defend anymore? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Whew, it's, it's not because they can't defend anymore. I think that they the tempo, they drop the tempo. Oh, you know, I think when you watch City, City is that good when they have the ball, they control the game. But then sometimes they get too comfortable in the sense of like, finish the game off. When you don't finish games off, Things like this happen. I know, okay, the situation with Photo, what happened, he didn't see the guy coming, so he kicked out. But it doesn't matter. Finish the game off, and then it's done. And I think they let it dry on for too long, and they put too much pressure then on the back. And when the back gets too much pressure, when you don't put at the front, that's when the problem comes.
1: Aston Villa, of course, it stands level on points with Liverpool. One point adrift at Arsenal. Uh, away from their brilliant comeback at the weekend, there's been one person that's been grabbing the headlines once again, who I imagine is someone you'd like to kick Ooh. quite a lot, uh, with some of his uh, shenanigans on the pitch. Uh, what your you
3: <laughs> <make>? <laughs> It's not a surprise, is it? No, it's
1: not. It's not
3: a surprise. He's renowned for it. <laughs> ah. It's oh. hey, there's like there's a there's a one Mississippi. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> then <laughs> this kicks off a whole thing now here.
3: <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's the sort of guy that if he's in your team, if he's in your yeah. team, you love him. Yeah, Which is he, the better tie, Valley? Yeah. Oh, the the first one because let me just tell you that the the first one, Emiliano Martinez oh, actually he's a of, thinks a about guys it. <laughs> he thinks about it. <laughs> He gets touched, and then, again, there's, like, a, a second count. There's, like, a, one Mississippian said, wait a second, I could actually dive here. Hey, hey! Yeah, yeah. You love to have him on your team. Yeah, that's it, Mario, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? You love to have someone
1: like that on your team, just not no, as,
3: as an opponent. It,
1: it's so true what Ali says. You want him
5: on your team, but against you? Oh, my God. He's, you know, he's activated something now that everybody's looking for him. And I think, I didn't want to see that because, look, sometimes... People are looking for for a player when he's not good. But he is having a great season. Some of the saves he's making and how he's dictating and keeping them. Phila is playing incredible football, eh guys? And that's not only down to the way okay, what's going to score in the goals for them, but at the back you have to have a defensive line that is controllable in the sense of making sure everything is happening and he's but then he does things like this. He does not even need it. That's the whole thing. you playing that good. You don't need it. Stop. You're that good. Stop. People just want to see your
1: goodness.
2: Stop it. It's hard. It's hard not to enjoy it. though, isn't it? Of course. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. From a neutral's point of view, it's hey. all pantomime. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, Jules, but a year ago, Martinez was. was he. What was he doing? Ah. Oh, was uh, he uh, making uh, a save? Was he denying
4: Miwani? Oh, Yeah. I don't
1: know. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. No. A year on, Jules, are you no, over it?
4: Can you no, that doesn't. No, did he? <laughs> no, I can't hear you. I have to go. I can't uh, hear you anymore. The yeah, line yeah. is really hey, bad. Hey, wait, wait, I need George, to go. Before, I, before I let you go, one more question
1: because I've just seen it on extra time. You're not on extra time, but I'm intrigued to what your answer would be. If you're Arsenal, what would you rather win? The Champions League or the Premier League? <sighs>
4: Oh, that's a good one. I, th- I think they'd be happy with either. Obviously, the Champions League, they've never won it. They lost the final in 2006 Which in one Paris.
1: do you want, Jules? Don't give me the, the, the gap answer. Answer. Very, Give me the Jules time. answer.
4: Oh. Uh, f- I don't know. I, remember, I, I think they would be really happy with either. It's They're the two very prestigious ones. I don't know if it's, you... If you're not Jules... I don't yeah. well, sure. sure. understand why he's
2: thinking twice about it. League. It's got to be.
4: Premier League. Here you go. I don't know.
1: It's not sure, though. He Oh. we got to answer the question in extra time, you save yourself. Thank you very much. Uh, Jules, thank you, mate. Much appreciated. As mentioned, extra time uh, coming up a little later on. You can always catch it over on our YouTube channel. Now our cup action for you on ESPN Plus over the next 48 hours. We'll be focusing on Chelsea against Newcastle. That game kicks off at three. Our coverage is at 2.30. Also that day Port Vale against Borough, Everton, Fulham. Stevie, on his Christmas holidays, be able to watch us uh, as we take you through Liverpool against West Ham,
2: Stevie. Yeah, watch the Liverpool reserves against West Ham's first
1: team. Well, that's what we're trying to sell it, Stevie. That's yeah. not great. Thank you, Stevie. Yeah. That's a it, The the end of the day show. Just a moment to address, it. it was Crespo who scored that goal, Crespo, bigger part. There you are in the... Uh, what, what happened in that Champions League final? Oh, oh sure. Well, oh. <laughs> uh, stay tuned, Extra Time is next. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Ali's here, Stevie, Mario. Now, I just want to warn you, if you're eating, maybe just put that aside for a couple of minutes as I show you a couple of... Uh, a couple of photos which uh, may not sit comfortably on your stomach. Oh, because it's holiday time, isn't it? Okay. Everybody likes to treat themselves. Yeah. So, what does Mario do? <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> wow, his feet done. Get his feet done. Oh. Oh. oh,
2: we
3: all need a bit of
1: help sometimes. Look at those. No, That's
2: a lot hey, of help.
5: Hey, so guys, a lot you know, of help Stevie, needed. Stevie, Ali, you know what happened to those feet, man? They're not cute, but we all need yeah. help.
1: Yeah, (laughs) not too bad though. They're pretty straight. Now, what happened when we saw that picture? It reminded us of another picture that one of our pundits posted a few years
3: ago. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! Oh no. Oh. oh no! oh <laughs> no, Steve! <laughs> Steve, I'm looking at the, hey, the, looking the, call, the it color does. on those feet. Is, in the, I want looking at the feet. That's oh, not right. That's, the color is just now, not Ali, right. Do you remember the story as to why he posted that? <laughs> right, because apparently he was losing weight. Yes, and
1: two or three. Yeah, he wanted people to sponsor him to lose weight, Correct, to support him. Yes, I remember. <laughs> that. a good idea at the time. <laughs> ah. It didn't last, Mario. No.
3: <laughs> no.
2: No. <laughs> the heady days of two or three.
1: Yeah. Oh wow, oh, <laughs> those were the days. <gasps> oh. If you took your feet in to get them done, do you think they would just say sorry, sir? Yeah, yeah. no, they yeah. Awful man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I oh. agree with Stevie,
5: man. Sometimes they look at you, eh? I'm telling you, then sometimes they look at you and say, "What do you
3: want me to do?" And I say, "Anything you can imagine." <laughs> Anything can help. Oh. Hey, Anything uh, Mario can help uh, Mario, uh, Mario, uh, th- th- Them big toes are pointing the wrong direction, Mario.
5: <laughs> 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 I don't care.
2: Hey,
1: they've done a lot
5: of great work for me. I'm happy, I'm grateful with them.
1: <laughs> okay, let's talk some soccer. Ali, who is worst defensively at the moment? Barca or Manchester City?
3: Uh, I'm going to say Barcelona. Yes. I, I honestly think, and I mentioned this over the weekend, I think you can put a compilation video of Barcelona and how they defended this year and show that to kids as to what not to do yep. defensively. Examples of every variety of goal that they've given up and it's everything that you can do wrong, they're doing wrong defensively. 1v1, structurally, shape, individual mistakes, group mistakes, turnover, passing the ball out of the back. I, there's everything and anything that you want. They are covering the whole spectrum right now.
1: Mario, I, we asked this during the show to Jules. So I'm going to address it to you now as a player. If you're Arsenal, what would you prefer? The Champions League or the Premier League? I go
5: for the Prem. I go for the right. Prem, you know. I think they definitely focus on that. Um, I know, of course, everybody will say they haven't won the Champions League yet. But come on, they've been so long waiting. The Last season, look how close they got last season. So why would I not say now we're going to go all the way? That's why for me, Premier League 100%.
3: Premier League, Ali? Yeah, that's a bread and butter. Right. Win your league first. Whatever happens in the Champions League, you take it, I think, as a... Very expensive bonus, but bread and butter is the Premier League. Yeah, I think if you asked any of those Liverpool
2: players, I'm sure there'd be a couple that would probably go against. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing it again. Okay. Okay. And I finished your sentence. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. So usually a good idea that. Okay. Go on then. Let me finish your sentence, Daniel. Sorry. I would guess absolutely. I would say 90% of the Liverpool players as steeped in the history of beating Milan and penalties, coming back from 3-0 down, 90% of them would take the Premier League over that. Do you
1: think so? They trade it in despite it being a glorious moment in Liverpool history.
2: I think if you ask Steven Gerrard today, he would take the Premier League over that. Wow. Over the Champions League. So he would turn in the slip... Right? For the Premier League. For the I, Premier League. I, I think he would. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was a good point, Stevie. He,
3: he we'll, didn't, get me, well, get me caught then Let's <laughs> <He didn't, no, laughs> just say he didn't, he didn't have a lot of confidence. No, no. But he, yeah. uh, he, he thought it, he you had No, spoken. That's not funny. Sometimes you get the wrong end of I the think stick. I have let
1: him out of his job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who progresses to the quarterfinals from the two somewhat interesting ties, Mario? Inter against Atletico. Who have you got? Inter-Atletico.
5: Uh, Atletico.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, it's no, It's a tricky one because Mario, I think they're unsettled, you know? People think are anti-Italian on this show, so they're going to get angry at you for saying Atletico. Yeah, but I cannot care about that. that that's that's <laughs> not my job. My job is to answer the question. <laughs> exactly. Answer the question. Get your feet done. Hey,
5: hey, when, I, when, I, no, when I play the game, do you think I thought about the emotional side of my opponent? Come on, my friend. I want to win. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I'm oh. thinking. I still I was disputing it. But now that you said that to me, Atletico, there you go. And I love Italians,
3: but Atletico, there I go. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, Ali. <laughs> 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 well, if we're going to have this narrative of anti Serie A, anti-Italian. I'm going an to take Atletico Madrid and I just told you Barcelona is putting together a video of how poor they are defensively. Yeah. But the game is two months from now. I'm taking Barcelona. Stevie? Ento.
2: You're all wants, right? Are you okay? You okay? Hey, you want some pasta? Are you you okay? want some pasta, my <laughs> friend? Oh, I why are you <laughs> winking? What's uh, happened? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it, I'm not, Never explain it. And if somebody doesn't get it. Uh,
1: Napoli, Barcelona, Stevie?
2: Napoli. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't think you can wait to fix the problems at Barcelona and go. No, absolutely. You I, agree? I, Mario? I Napoli, Barcelona? I hear
1: you. I hear
2: you
5: Steve. Yeah. You know, because it's a couple of months ahead. So I might go for Barcelona.
1: Yeah. There we go. Uh, how do you like uh, PSV's chances against Dortmund, Mario? PSG's
5: chances against PSV. Dortmund. PSV. Oh, v. PSV. I thought you said PSG. Yeah, no, PSV. You no, know, I, I think I think Dortmund is a step ahead. I mean, look, PSV leading the charts here in Holland. They're playing great football. It looks really great, and and uh, I think they're going to win the league in Holland. But when they come, when they face Dortmund. <laughs> I have a feeling that, you know, they're playing actually against someone that played for them before for Marlon, but I think um, Dortmund's got a step ahead of them.
1: Mario, do you like to play on the holidays or prefer to spend time not doing anything football related? Oh,
5: I like playing football. I really don't care what time it comes. Yeah. I think if you're a real footballer, it doesn't matter when the ball rolls to you. You're gonna kick it. It does not matter. And if I, if I'm on holiday and some people are playing whatever, and I can join in, cool. But do I want to do the running like I did before? No, my <laughs> friend. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> no running, just kicking. Right. Just Ali, your son, playing. your son's back, isn't he? He's yeah. he's at college playing soccer. Do you have pickup
3: games in the back? Well, he. he... He had a pick-up game yesterday, but I had to work. Otherwise, oh, oh, I would no. have gone with him. However, as you know, I have a Moreno Mental, the stadium in the backyard. Yeah, and what's important, about that, oh, well, what's important about that is that it's big enough to have the game, but small enough to curtail the running that right. Mario is talking so, about. So two on two is yeah, the yeah. optimum, yeah? Yeah, you, you get your touches on the ball, but don't get crazy. Right. Yeah, and if you play 3v3, then you run even less. You get touches on the ball, <laughs> and you don't have to cover as much space. So there you go.
2: Can you score off the off the side?
3: Uh, no. No, not allowed. No, we're not doing that. No, no okay. No. We're, we're, we're trying to keep it as close to the real thing as possible.
1: Uh, as I mentioned, at the top of the show, this is Stevie's last program, so you go on Christmas holiday, Steve. Are you excited? Put oh, your feet up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, come yes. on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> delighted. Lovely. Have you got Eleanor or anything for Christmas? No. Will you? No. Oh, wow. Well, that's romantic. <laughs> no, we don't... Don't do Christmas She'll get you something for sure. One
2: hundred percent. We get more pleasure, Dan, of giving to others than we do. She giving. will give you something, ooh, Steve. Ooh, well, she, she definitely will. No, she won't. Well, she gets you something for your birthday. I w- yeah, but that was a reason for that. What okay. was the reason? Because she was away.
3: Okay. She was at a mates. Right. That's the reason she got it. Okay. So, so I'm just, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, Steve. But when. When did you guys quit caring about giving each other gifts? I just want to... I wonder who initiated that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember.
4: Uh.
1: Mario, did you still buy your better half gifts for Christmas? I
5: always, you know, what I do, I try to go on dates with her all the time and she's very happy because, you know, when you keep her happy at home, it makes it easier for your life. So, yes, I probably going to buy her something, but what? Not yet uh, picked anything, but uh,
3: she's getting something. Uh, Yeah, be thoughtful. May I thought this this year? Usually, I get some coaching as to what I need to go get my lovely wife. Yeah, right. And and she gets told. Yeah, essentially, (laughs) there's a list of things that she comes up with. Okay. Go get this. This year, I said, you know what? It's got to come from me. Oh my goodness. So I'm taking a chance. Wow. I'm living dangerous. Like romantic. Oh boy, yeah, I never saw that. Wow. It, ah, it. it. it's, it's gotta come from me and I gotta romantic. do the research and I gotta go get it and wrap it and all that stuff. None of this yeah. list that is already pre-made. The problem of about this is that maybe I got it wrong. No, but you made the effort. That's all right. Well, will it, that be recognized it, as such? It's better than
1: what I got. What was that? Would you get <laughs> Don't worry about don't worry about me this year. I don't want anything. <laughs> oh, oh no! no. Oh, 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 okay. That's a, a trap, trap door. Trap? Yep, exactly. <laughs> <all> Minefield! A... <laughs> <laughs> but you said you didn't want anything. Yeah. Minefield! Oh, yeah. good. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, exactly. Indeed. Oh. Right. Uh, final question. Ali, does your family make um, halakas?
3: <laughs> okay. Hayakas. Ayakas. yakas oh, yes. okay. for Christmas. What are some of everyone's favorite Christmas dishes from uh, back home? Uh, and if if my parents were visiting and my mom were here, absolutely, 100%. Oh, Why doesn't Melissa make them? It? It? Uh, because it's a Venezuelan dish and we're not quite there yet. She's from the Carolina. Get the gr- ingredients <laughs> as a <laughs> yeah, present. Yeah, here <laughs> you go, can <laughs> you
2: fix this? I'll find it on YouTube for you.
1: <laughs> there you, you go. go. Perfect. Send them the link. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Or your mum could FaceTime her and tell her exactly how to do
3: oh, it. Oh yes, that, I'm sure that's going to go over very well. It's, a, it's actually a very sort of intricate process of how to fix a it, yakas. Yeah, it's actually an assembly line of things. That how you guys, would you, uh, what is it? So it's kind of like a tamale. It's okay. uh, so cornmeal, yeah. corn dough. Uh, with stew meat inside, and it's wrapped in uh, plantain leaves oh. and uh, boiled. <clears throat> and, and the key of it all is the taste and the quality of the stew m- meats that you put in it. Right. Because then the flavors seep into the corn dough. If that's
1: not cooked properly, then everything's ruined.
3: Correct, so you gotta get the stew meat correct. And I, what I remember as a kid in being an assembly line was somebody was in charge of spreading the dough then you pass it on, somebody was in charge of putting the stew meat on. Really? And then as I remember my dad w- walking around with strings around his neck, because he would be in charge of it tying it all up. The plantain. Yeah, the plantain leaves. And so wow. it's a very Venezuelan thing, but it all it all hinges on the quality of the stew. Yeah, it's
1: the same in Scotland. Someone's got to unwrap the Mars bar. Someone's got to <laughs> put it in the fryer. <laughs> Someone's got to tame it as <laughs> well. Someone's got to eat it as well.
3: If you leave it in for too long, it's ruined. And I also say, that and I don't want to take this too long, but it's very specific to what your family did and, and what how they fixed the ayaka. So I could cover my eyes now, and you put three ayakas in front of me, and I know which one is my mom's. I see. And that's and that's the one that you want because maybe other people can get a little bit more creative. Melissa. Babe, <laughs> it's alright. I'll get you presents. Don't you worry. Don't worry about the ayakas. Uh, uh,
1: Mario, <coughs> Mario, what food uh, do you associate with Christmas? We like,
5: uh, we put like uh, like meat in the oven, prep it nicely, L- most likely it's chicken. We do fried stuff, but uh, bami is like a big ternamese This is like a pasta with chicken. You make wanna go eat, my but friend. His hands are so going. Very- <laughs> oh, some
3: big old hands,
5: right? yeah, we hands have, are going. We have, we have also one more. We have roti. Roti, I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's the Indians eat it a lot, but it's like a curry with chicken, with a nice potato, oh my God. Listen, my friend, <laughs> then, look, I'm telling you, all of you, when it comes to eating food, I am the first thing, I love food. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I can I see that food. with the hands. Whole <laughs>
3: <Yes. laughs> expression <Chief>? yeah, <laughs> i like it, I know,
5: yeah. he's The whole <laughs> show, he's just come feet. like this. You put food on the tail Steve, come age. on, Steve. Uh, <laughs> This is when a brother gets some great, great food. He gets very oh.
3: happy. That's all <laughs> hey, when, hey, when are you happier, Mario? Oh, when it. are you happier, Mario? Eating or getting your feet done? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs>
1: eating, eating. Eating while well, getting your feet done. No. That's it. Combine <laughs> the two. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, Stevie, what do you like about It's minced meat, ground beef, or. Uh, yeah, it's a
2: Christmas dish. Of course depends. It depends. It depends if we've got a host full or not. Right. We don't have a host full, it's mince and
1: Tatties. Okay. Yep. And if you do have a household tradition well, I've got to eat whatever
2: else has got. Oh,
1: no, what a disaster. Boo! Don't come to my house. Yeah, don't go to my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it, we are done. Have a lovely time, Steve. You'll be missed over the festive period. Yeah, I'm
2: sure. I... Oh,
1: you will, most definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely. lovely. Who are you going to interrupt? <laughs> lovely to have you here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Good that Craig will be here with the Christmas spirit. Yes, <laughs> <I'll see>. yes. <laughs> cheer yes, us all yes. Oh, oh, yes. don't worry. Ho, ho, ho.